0: In today's episode, we're really addressing some of the mindsets when it comes to taking care of ourselves and our own fitness and nutrition journey, and how we feel selfish for doing so, and how you can overcome some of these things if you identify with my story and how I overcame. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Memos of Faith, Food and Fitness podcast, a variety of topics that are faith, food, and fitness related. Now, I'm passionate about coming alongside mums who are desperate to lose the postpartum weight, whether that's 12, 6, 9, 18 months after the baby has been born, no longer nursing, and now you want to shed those extra pounds, I'm committed to helping you reach those goals. Or if you're that mum that wants to make healthier meal times, I'm going to equip you and help you do that. And so I'm your host, Verona, a qualified sports nutrition coach, a personal trainer, and I'm a woman of faith. In each episode, you will be challenged and encouraged to take the steps that you need in your own fitness and nutrition journey. If your goal is to learn more about how you can navigate your fitness and nutrition journey with confidence and boldness, this, my friend, is the place for you. And I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's episode. One of the common themes when speaking with women about weight loss and some of their struggles, one of the common things that is heard often is that people feel selfish and it's hard to focus on losing weight because they feel selfish for focusing on themselves and focusing on their goals and their needs. And I just wanted to Come on here today and discuss that and where that really comes from, where the root of that is, where it comes from, and what you can do if this is you. Now, I've been there myself where I feel like I can't focus on myself. I don't know why I'm going to put so much effort into myself because I'm a type of person that likes to help others and I can still help others and you can still help others, but also taking care of yourself. There's no law book or there's no manual or there's no rule book that says in order for you to take care of others. Others, you need to put yourself last. Now, there is a caveat to that. Now, if you are Hey Christian it may say you know you put others before yourself yes but that's not talking about in the same context where you feel that you don't deserve it or you feel that you are being selfish if you take time for yourself there's a difference there and that that's the caveat it's about how you feel if you do decide to take time for yourself and that statement was i feel selfish and so today that's what we're going to talk about we're going to get into today's episode and we're going to talk about that now I used to be the same way I used to think that things couldn't function if they didn't have my help and I felt bad for taking rest and I felt bad for taking some time out but I came to realize that the actual issue wasn't that I was being selfish and this is the same thing that I'm going to share with you guys in love it's not that you're being selfish but what it is is that you're people pleasing and that might be like ouch but it actually, when we're talking about reality, that's what it comes to. We feel that we're selfish for putting our needs first before others. We're always there. When somebody says we need help, when somebody calls us and calls upon us for help, we are there. We are there at the drop of a hat. We drop off everything. We forget about our family in that instance. So and so needs my help. I need to go and be a support to them right now. Now, when the shoe's on the other foot, are they doing the same thing for you? Now, you may say yes, emphatically. You may come out. Come at me and be like, absolutely, they're, they're there for me. What do you mean? What do you mean? How dare you imply? I'm not implying anything, but it's just about asking yourself the question if we want support from other people, are they there giving us the same level of support as we are giving them? Do we often give other people the chance to say, yes, I can help you, or no, I can't help you? Or do they feel no way about saying, actually, I'm not able to help you because I'm going to spend some time with my family? Think about some of those situations that you've been in or conversations that you've been in recently where somebody has been bold enough to say, actually, no, I can't help you because I'm spending some time with my family, but Think about those times and see if you can learn anything from them on that. Now, when it comes to people pleasing, one of the things that happens when we are people pleasers, what happens is you begin to change how you speak and you begin to change how you act and behave in order to save another person's feelings and in order for them to respond in the best way possible. Because you don't want to face the rejection, because you don't want to face them saying no or feeling ill towards you or feeling any way or seeing you as any other way than helpful, it's easy for you to change the way you think and change the way you behave towards them. And if we continue to people, please, this is where things happen and we can begin to get resentful and we can begin to be judgmental towards those people. And then you begin to internalise it. And if you're at home and you're married and you've got children, you've got a husband, you may begin to say things like, he never helps me around the house. I'm always doing this kind of thing. Why are you never helping? And you have the repeated discussions. But at the same time, if there's an element of people pleasing in your character and in your nature, you may not give the person opportunity enough to offer help and support. And that's what happens. And I know in my own life where I've been people pleasing, it took me a long time to really be able to understand. I'm able to take rest and there are other people that can come and do this job. I don't always have to offer my services now. The difference is I enjoyed helping out and that's that's part of me. Part of me is I like to help and I like to serve others but there is balance that needs to be included. And when it comes to our health and when it comes to our fitness and nutrition, that needs to be included also, because if we're burnt out from serving others all the time, how can we sleep better? How can we eat better? And when we're sacrificing our own health, that's when we begin to make poor choices when it comes to our nutrition and our food habits. Now, there's nothing wrong in a parent putting their children's needs above theirs. That's the nature of a parent. A nature of a parent is if a child is cold, they'll take off their jacket and give it to the child that's what parents do that's given as a parent but the difference is knowing when to have balance and knowing the difference that it's not selfish if you do decide to have a day for yourself or you do decide to have some time away from yourself and there are things that you can do and plans that you can put in place in order to help you to do that there's a grey area because sometimes it could be a bit like am I really people pleasing is that what I'm doing I don't really think I'm a people pleaser I just think that I like to help others now let me use myself as an example so I used to have this same mentality so for me growing up in the church background uh, since the age of 18 so I used to love to serve I used to love to get involved with any activity any activity was helping young people any activity where it was helping just helping in the background that's what I like to do if there was a need I filled it and I went on like that for a number of years so it's a long time to build that habit to build that people pleasing habit to always feel like when there's a need as soon as the message goes out I put my hand up I'll do I'll do it Now, there were underlying things that made me respond the way that I did. And I had to really uncover those things. And sometimes when those things are uncovered, when those things are buried deep, we don't really like to dig deep. We just kind of leave them there. If they're hidden, if they're buried, they can stay there. Nobody needs to touch it, right? But they begin to manifest or they come out and they show up in different areas of our lives. Now, for example, in a specific case of am I being selfish? I feel like I'm being selfish if I have time for myself and I work on my fitness and nutrition goals, especially if you're, in a marriage and you and your husband they have you have different or wife because there are men listening to this podcast also so if you have different views when it comes to nutrition so if you feel that you're not getting supported by the one that you love and the one that supports you then it can be very difficult for you to think that you're being selfish but it's about working through that and helping each other understand the needs that you have and that too can take time so how did I recognise that I was a people pleaser? Now, firstly, I knew that I had low self-esteem. I didn't think very highly of myself at all. And what I did thrive on was when people said to me, you're doing a good job. Now, my love languages is, is um, quality, time and words of affirmation. So words of affirmation, if you tell me, something then I'm like yes I need to do and I need I need that that's just how I receive love now if you haven't read that book or you haven't done the five love languages test yourself then I'd recommend that you do that it kind of helps you understand how you receive love rather than giving love in the way that you would expect it to be received for yourself when that person may not be capable of giving you love in that sense or that aspect without having that conversation that this is the way that you receive love best and learning learning each other's love languages but having a low opinion of myself, so for me, serving, overkill in serving, for me, really made me feel like I was accepted, made me feel like I was needed, made me feel like I was worth something, and I had to really undig that, and and I did that through therapy, and I did that through counselling, and I really had to work through that, but I still didn't subscribe to the fact that I was a people pleaser because when you accept that, that means you have to deal with it. But if I wanted to change and if I wanted to find how I could actually balance and take care of my health, because the way that I was eating and the way that I was serving all the time was affecting the way that I was living. It affected my fitness, it affected my nutrition and it affected my whole body. And don't hear me wrong when I'm saying that you giving to others nobody's saying I'm you can't give to others it's just knowing the balance and these are some of the signs that I recognize in my own life where I realized I was a people pleaser and I really only understood and felt like people only needed me and only contacted me when they wanted something now when I after I gave them what they needed I didn't really hear from them And that was a tough pill to swallow. And one of the things that plagued my mind so much was rejection. And I was always constantly worried about being rejected. And the thing is, this is it's 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 a weird way of thinking, but the way that I received it was like, I could actually do this if you need me. If you need me, I'm all right. Then that means I'm not going to be rejected. But then once I've done it, it, it stopped once they've got what they needed that's it we went back to the next time until you needed me or I would offer my services I would offer help and be like do you need me do you need me and those are the things that I continued to go through or another thing that I used to do quite a lot was I used to say sorry even though it wasn't my fault oh I'm sorry I'm sorry just to keep the peace you know um something went wrong just to keep the peace and then I would do over and above to try and fix it when most of the time I knew that it wasn't my fault and I knew that I wasn't the problem but I was always ready to take on the blame as if it was me and most of the time it had nothing to do with me so that's another sign that I could tell that was a warning sign but I never really adhered to it. One of the killers was it was hard for me to say No. Now, this may also be you, because if you are worried that you're feeling selfish for focusing on yourself and focusing so much, and what does that mean? What does that so much look like to you when you use those words so much? Does that mean one day? Does it mean one hour? Does it mean two days? What does that mean? I want you to identify what so much means to you, focusing on yourself so much. Now, in order for you to best serve others, you need rest. In order for you to to be your best to your children, in your marriage, in your home, in your workplace, with your friends and with your family, we need to come away from the things that we do now however long you decide and you plan to put in place for those activities to take place it's a need and it's also if we don't do those things then we can neglect other areas of our life that will suffer and oftentimes it's in our food and it's in our nutrition now when it comes to saying no no was not in my vocabulary now I would get asked to help out and I would get asked to do things and I know I actually didn't feel like doing it but I was so afraid that I would never be asked to do anything again that I always continue to yeah I'll do it and I begrudgingly did it I would complain and I would murmur whilst I'm doing it and in a sense I wasn't giving it my best because I knew I wanted to do it I knew I didn't want to do it sorry but I didn't articulate that because I was too afraid to articulate that and it just felt like if I agreed with everybody and then giving them what they wanted it just seemed like that was a close option that was a good option for me to do. And sometimes I wouldn't have time to help and sometimes I just really didn't want to help. But I was just so stuck and afraid of the opinion of what others would think of me that I stayed stuck in that place and just did many things that I really didn't want to do and most of the time is I didn't want to do it because I know I needed rest but I decided to put myself to the side as I always did and I focused on somebody else's needs now meanwhile that person is well refreshed and well bountiful and they've just come back from a holiday or you can see them glowing but I'm bitter and I'm angry when I'm doing this thing when I know I don't want to do it but fear of what other people think about me has got me to this place where I find it hard to say no. The giver, I'm just somebody that likes to give. I like to give, I like, I like to give to people, I enjoy giving to people, but that's another quality that I realised about being a people pleaser. And I did a test about Myers-Briggs, the personality test, and it made things so much clearer. So along with that, and for years I struggled with being an um, introvert. Now, Lots of people around me are extroverts and anybody that's introverts that's listening to this, you know that that doesn't necessarily mean that we're shy people, although I was at that particular time. But it doesn't necessarily mean just because you're introvert, it means you're shy. But it's just your character, it's your quality and it's your personality makeup of how you refresh and get energy. Now, for me, being around too many extroverts or too many people that talk too much and for too long, it's draining. It's it's and it can be like, it can be like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with Rona? And I struggled for years with that. I struggled for years because I gave, I gave, I gave in the hope that people would, with a smidget give me back the same thing that I've given them. And it didn't, it didn't come back on the same level that I did and I've struggled with that for years and I had to get counselling through it and sometimes we need extra support, we need outside support that's away from our comforts, that's away from our normal situations, somebody who is completely away from that situation that can speak in an objective viewpoint uh, with respect and sometimes it might come across harsh and it might come across straight to the point and you may actually be like oh ouch i didn't expect that but it's not because the person wants to put you on blast or air out your dirty laundry and all of that kind of stuff it's really to support you and to help you and to say it as they see it now they're not in your personal circumstances and they're not in your personal situations but it's good to get an objective point of view and so I couldn't take being the same way over and over again and I'm putting in this investment and I'm not getting any return something had to change emotionally now I battled with the same thoughts you did I feel selfish by focusing on myself but the place that I was at emotionally the place that I was at spiritually the place that I was at physically and in my health needed to change and it wasn't just connected to the food choices that i was making it was also connected to the decisions that i was making through fear of what other people thought now it took a while to implement these things and I touched on being an introvert and really getting my energy um, being away from people. Like if you're an introvert, you know that you like home time. Now I've become so much more of a home buddy now since we've been, been in lockdown and I love it. The fact that I can get to work from home, thank you, God. But I don't complain. People are wanting to go back to the office. I'm like, nope, there's no rush. I do my same work in the office as I get done at home. Got my own office and I'm like, yes. But at the same time, it's taken a long time to get there. So when we have that mindset that we are selfish, it's often a byproduct or it's a result of the root inside us. And that's what we need to deal with, because if we put ourselves in other situations, expecting the situations to heal us, or in my case, if we're people pleasers, other people to affirm us where they're speaking in our love language and we're just getting really filled up and filled up they will always fail us because what we actually need, they can't provide. And if they do manage to provide it, it's not a long-term thing. They'll give us a top-up, but then they will go back to their natural default. And so we find that we have to continue to deal with the deeper things and the deeper thought patterns that help us, that get us to think this way. And is it a journey? It's a journey. It's an absolute journey, but it's a journey of freedom and it's a journey of release and it's a journey of discovery because you begin to find things about you and things about your personality that you may not have known or you may have known that's been there but you're now in a place to receive them and live from that place of confidence as to who you are now going back to the Myers-Briggs when I did that when I actually did the personality test I actually cried because it was such a weight and a release off my shoulders because I no longer had to pretend to be somebody that I'm not I no longer had to pander to people Every day, 10, 24 7. I no longer felt like I had to just be everything, be all in all for everybody, whilst I was desperate to just be alone and spend some time to myself. And the reason why I cried is because I grew up so many times in large situations, and and you may identify with this also being in large situations where it was just overwhelming, there were too many voices, everybody was talking, and I was just content in listening to what people were saying. I may not have had anything to contribute, but I was content and I was listening, but people kept constantly asking, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with Rona? Is there something wrong with her? No, I'm just taking in my surroundings. And it was a long time that there was this persona put on me. So I had to really be put in these situations by force. And I really had to pretend I was somebody that I wasn't because I was afraid to say no. I know those social experiences, they take a lot of energy for me to be in and to really perform. I felt like a puppet most of the times, doing what other people wanted me to do. Again, saying I'm giving, I am um unable to say no and I was struggling to be my authentic self I was struggling to be who I was until I had one therapy that addressed those things and two I really understood the personality and the way God has created me to be and there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it the way that I am there are things that need fine tuning of course but in terms of the solid person I am loyal committed resilient all of these things these qualities and it's good to know these qualities. In that, in still being that person, still taking time for myself. And if you're struggling with that yourself, try small habits. So if you're putting your goal down, your healthy fitness and nutrition plan where you no longer have to be worried or feel like if you lose weight, it's selfish because you're focusing on yourself for that particular time. Try and involve the people in your house. Try and involve your children. Obviously, your children are not going to lose weight. But try and involve your children. If you are having Sunday, meal prep Sunday, try and involve your children in some of the cooking or going shopping or family meals. But try to have smaller goals that are achievable that you can then work towards the one major goal so it doesn't feel like everything needs to happen all at once. And that's some of the things that I work with my clients on, getting you to think, in smaller steps, because not everybody is able to understand or manage the whole big step at one time. And especially if you're an introvert, big things, big tasks sometimes can be overwhelming for some introverts. And so putting them into smaller steps, you're still using your smart, your specific, your measurable, your achievable, your realistic expectations, and you're putting a time limit as to when you would like to achieve that. And then you're taking the small actionable steps towards that goal, We're not stepping away from from but we're walking to that and setting the things around in your home and in your family that help you go towards that goal now it's difficult if you don't have somebody working with you on that Um, If you can have friends or you can have social media groups, if you can have somebody in your corner that's encouraging you or a coach, if you have somebody in your corner that's encouraging you and spurring you on to get to those goals, you you then feel empowered to get your goals on a daily basis. But it's always about one, starting, taking the step. And sometimes the first step is the hardest and the most scariest step. And two, once you take the step, you continue to take step by step, and that's it. The small, small, achievable goals that you can do, and they can be something that you can do for five minutes, even if it's five minutes of speaking positive life words and affirmations over yourself for five minutes a day, putting it up on a post-it note and putting it in a place where you can see it every morning and speaking those affirmations over yourself every day, then you move on to something else, and that's how you begin to then make the steps and take the steps to achieve your goals. If you're somebody that is overwhelmed by the large goal in itself and so these are some of the things that I identified with as being a people pleaser there are more things that have come into it arguments you get upset if about conflict and stuff like that but it's about knowing your personality and knowing how to um deal with those and Sometimes having relationships with people, it means that we have to put our own needs and our own wants aside. That that does need to happen in order to have balanced relationships and in order to have positive relationships. That's just relationships in itself. And relationships are complex, not only like marriages, but just friendships because of the dynamics of us as individuals and people. So it's different. So in that sense, there is a sense of give and take when it comes to relationships. But the key here is where you feel selfish that you're taking and you're focusing so much time on yourself. Those are the keywords that were used here. And it's what do you identify as so much? Because my definition of so much and your definition of so much will be very different. So it's identifying what does that mean to you? And you may find that so much could mean anything. It could it could mean five minutes, it could mean 10 minutes, it could mean one day, it could mean half an hour. Now, when we're in our own situation, so much can seem a lot larger than the time that we're actually spending. But that's that's where we discover that, especially if you're working together with a coach, that's where we discover those things and if you and I were working together and I was your coach, those are some of the things that we work through and we work on in either one to one coaching. One to one coaching, we've got a lot more time to go through those things and really build and develop on those habits. But in the group coaching, because it's 90 days, there's only so much material that we can cover. But it is touched on where we're talking about self-sabotage and we're talking about signs of whether we're people pleasers and how to manage and overcome those things. And we go through lots and lots of negativity where we're feeling resentful for even taking or as the word says selfish really resentful and it's hard if we' we're, we're finding time where we're doing things for other people all the time um we we we're, we're easy we can sacrifice other things that we've got to do we can put it back but the other people may not do the same and so that's where we begin we begin to get frustration frustrated and we begin to resent the people that we're given but i touched on it in the beginning of the episode that we're people pleasers for lots and lots of different reasons and the thing is there isn't just one specific reason as for us to have these people pleasing ways or habits or tendencies and sometimes it can relate to our own personal issues how we see ourselves we may see ourselves that we don't deserve to work on ourselves we don't deserve that and we have to work through that or sometimes it could be a traumatic experience um and uh, we develop developed fear and that's associated with some trauma. Now, I don't want to go too deep into this, but some of those things come up and those are the areas that I had to really address and specifically fear of rejection. Now, there was no one area which was higher than the other. There was a mix of two. And one of the things that I've learned to do in order to break the pattern of me pleasing people and recognizing when this people pleasing behavior is rearing its head, ugly head in my life is helping me to become more aware of the way that I help others. And that helped by literally understanding the type of person that I am, understanding why I do the same things that I do. And for me, it's I'm quite connected with my faith. So I had that also. But for somebody who isn't, there are other personality tests that you can do. I mentioned Myers-Briggs personality test. And so for anybody that's done that before, I'm quite a defender, um, personality, 97% introvert. And that was such a weight off my shoulders when I really understood that. And I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I cried. And the reason why I cried was because I had suffered for so many years trying to please people and be what everybody else wanted me to be and show face as to everybody wanted me to show face. And I just realized there was nothing wrong with me. And it made me feel like there was. It made me feel like there was, especially in big situations where. I was just happy and content to listen to people if I had something to contribute then I'd contribute but often it was so loud people were just talking 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 and I understand now later on years later they often talked because they don't like silence I'm okay with silence but now I've kind of learned to understand my personality and who I am and learning how to be better in social situations be unashamed and unafraid to put myself first before others. And it doesn't mean that I'm selfish. It doesn't mean that you're selfish. It means that this is the time that you're taking care of yourself. If you have to schedule it in your diary to help you make you feel better. I'm setting an appointment with myself. Go and do your nails. Go and get your feet done. Go shopping. Have a a lunch date. I never used to go lunch by myself. But these are some of the other small things that you can put into place to help give you time. Also, Are there any godparents godmother or godfather or grandparents that would like to have the children for the day set it up with family members that would like to have sleepover and then you can just the way the same way that you create a date night do the same way a date night for yourself and then putting in these small steps will help ease the feelings as when we're working on that and we're working on our mindset it's always renewing and changing the way that we think and we've got to put that into practice it doesn't come easily And if we're not taking care of ourselves, then how can we take care of somebody else effectively? There will be cracks that will begin to show and there will be breaks along the way. But practice is learning to set boundaries. I read a great book about boundaries and boundary setting, and that really helped me that was after I had therapy that was after I had some counseling and worked through those issues but I really learned to then put some practical steps into it by purchasing the books and learning the boundaries and learning why I behave the way that I do and really not being afraid to actually now implement the thing. So I've got my goal, now how are we going to get there? And along with coaching, that's one of my things that I'm so passionate about. It's great that you've got this goal. This is where we want to get to. How are we going to get there? And sometimes we can be overwhelmed by the major goal, let's break it down. And so that book helped break it down. That's a practical step that you can do, looking into getting some books to help you set boundaries because setting boundaries and saying no, if you're somebody that has has people pleasing tendencies can seem like a mammoth task, but we can get there and it's about developing those healthy boundaries and it's one of the most important steps that we need or that we can take to help us overcome and put in boundaries when it comes to our fitness when it comes to our health when it comes to our nutrition and it will take time you've been listening to faith food and fitness Memoirs of faith podcast brought to you by yours truly verona so glad that you tuned in with us looking forward to having you on the next episode